This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi everyone, welcome back to East Meets West in collaboration with Epilogue and America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. You know, I've been enjoying my conversations with Indians who have a touch, a flavor, an experience of the West and to bring some of their talents to the world at large has been a great learning experience. I hope you've been enjoying a lot of the shows that we've been releasing lately. One of my favorite, well, I shouldn't say one, many of my favorite, Naveen Jain, Viraj Gandhi, the Komal ladies who did that beautiful installation for Vice President Kamala Harris and President Biden and Capitol Hill. It just continues to reveal to you just the richness of the culture. And one of the fascinations I have had with the combination of East meeting West is because I'm half African and half Indian and I'm raised in the USA. And so the way that I see the world is like, is there a way that we can all get along? Is there um, something here that's a gift that comes in a complete package rather than sometimes dividing people so much and consistently trying to see who's better, who's worse, who's top, who's down. You know, none of that is really needed. But anyway, today I've got a really, really special guest. It's someone that I met a few years ago on the mountaintop in Mount Abu, India. I think he was filming a music video for um, Marla Maples, who was, I think, a Miss America or something. I don't remember. But she's more well known to be Donald Trump's second wife. I mean, who wants to get this title right? I'm Donald Trump's second wife. You know, it's like, come on, you're more than that. So as far as Marla Maples is concerned, who's a sweetheart, um, just doing a lot of good with wholeness and well-being and health, just a really positive spirit. So I took Marla down to India to have a experience and a retreat for the America Meditating Retreat. And she says, I've got to invite, you know, Ricky Cage. He's a great musician. He's planning to do a music video with me. I won't be able to get him again. And that's how Ricky and I met. And so Ricky came up to Mount Abu, India. He did a performance for us at our global summit. And since then, it's been music at first sight. <laughs> so let me give you a little bit of an introduction of Ricky. Grammy Award winner and newest Billboard number one artist, GQ Hero 2020, Ricky Cage, is an internationally renowned Indian music composer and environmentalist. He has performed at prestigious venues in over 30 countries, including at the United Nations headquarters in New York and Geneva. Ricky has won more than 100 music awards in over 20 countries. He has been awarded United Nations Global Humanitarian Artist and is also the youth icon of India. He has been named as one of the 100 real leaders who inspire the future. Ricky is the UNESCO Global Ambassador for Kindness. UNCCD Land Ambassador and UNICEF Celebrity Supporter and Ambassador for Earth Day Network. Please welcome Ricky Cage. Nice to have you. Brother, you're just so busy. You're just destined to be great, aren't you? <laughs> Thank you so much for that introduction and uh, for, for those kind statements that you made. Uh, very grateful to you and uh, very grateful to be on your show. <laughs> Times when you hear these bios and introductions, I feel they really don't do justice. You know, they try to pump up what we think the world says is the big deal. 
but do they know about your compassion for the environment? Do they know that um, the kind of genre of music that you always produce is about wholeness and well-being, not just for human beings to feel better, but for human beings to be triggered to make the planet a more wholesome and healthier place to live? Do they know that you're a wonderful husband? Do they know that you love pets and dogs? Do they know that you like me? No. That should be in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but that's actually a good point that you made, you know, that our bios are always filled with stuff that we feel would impress, uh, you know, people at large, you know. So, <laughs> well, you know, let the world know a little bit about how you got on your journey with music and ending up, you know, like where you are right now. So uh, I actually was uh, born in North Carolina. So I was born in America and uh, I was uh, raised there till I was eight years old. And uh, growing up in North Carolina, uh, I lived in this really small town called Roanoke Rapids, which is on the uh, on the border of North Carolina with uh, with Virginia. And uh, our home was sort of like in the middle of nowhere. There were a lot of trees around and lots of wooded areas around. And there were a lot of creepy crawly animals that would constantly, you know, crawl into our home, like, you know, snakes and uh, different types of lizards, reptiles, frogs and various animals. And, you know, so I was always taught and I was always told that, you know, if you see any of these animals, either run away from them or, you know, just uh, and people's knee jerk reaction was always step on them and kill them. And uh, so at a very young age, I used to constantly ask my parents and I used to ask my teachers that, you know, that why do we have to kill them? Uh, and if, if, uh, if they, if they're supposed to be killed at sight, then why do they even exist? Uh, obviously they have some sort of purpose and I used to just be laughed at. And uh, of course, now I know that, that uh, every single species on this planet, no matter how seemingly insignificant they may be, um, is an important part of the ecosystem and, uh, and, you know, and this ecosystem is important for our survival. So that was the environmental side of me. And the music side of me was that my father used to listen to a whole lot of music and he had the largest music collection that I've ever seen in my life, even till date. And, uh, he not only had, uh, uh, you know, the pop music from that era, like the Beatles and Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, and all these uh, different musicians, but he also had a whole lot of world music, music from South Africa, from Vietnam, from different parts of Asia, from Russia, from different parts of Europe, South America. And I would listen to this music day in and day out. And I would try to decipher the different instruments, what kind of cultures they came from. So that was the basis of me actually becoming a musician just wired in you. I mean, you just really cared about the environment and nature. You see, for me, if I saw a mosquito, I'm like, get out of here and I would hit it, right? But it's interesting that I think sometimes we are born with a preordained part that we don't even know is coming through us. And right now you have preordained, and let me get this right, a new music album titled Divine Tides in collaboration with the legendary Stuart Copeland, who is a five-time Grammy winner and who rose to prominence as the drummer of the English rock band, The Police. The band sold over 75 million albums worldwide. What was it like working with them and what actually brought the two of you together? So uh, to be honest, I've idolized uh, Stuart Copeland my whole life, uh, not only because he's uh, said to be, and he, in my opinion too, he's uh, one of the greatest drummers in the history of music, but being a drummer, he's uh, also a Hollywood film score composer. So he's composed music for uh, Oscar winning movies like Wall Street and movies like Highlander and I'm David and a bunch of other movies. He's worked extensively with uh, Oliver Stone on a bunch of movies. 
and he also writes for orchestra he writes for uh, operas so he's a multifaceted uh, musician and an amazing musician and uh, a really really humble human being what i realized after working with him so i did a collaboration with him in 2016 which was just one song but i did not get to interact with him much because i spoke to i mean i interacted with him through somebody else so i did not get to actually interact with him directly and i just sent him the music and he added the drums and he sent it back to me uh and uh, cut to like you know i did this uh, i mean i won the grammy in 2015 and uh, after that i was always looking at doing a follow up to that album in the same spirit of that album and uh, uh, but because of my intense touring schedule i could not get to actually recording the album but i had a few ideas that i had kept away on my computer and in my head uh, then the pandemic happened and uh, that uh, presented an opportunity for me to actually sit down in the studio and in a very concentrated way create music uh from start to completion and that is when i mastered up the courage to actually ask stuart all over again that would you like to collaborate with me on a whole album this time and he listened to the music he loved it and he said that now is an opportunity for me to play on all those uh, uh ethnic percussion instruments from all over the world that i've been collecting for the last uh, you know five or six decades because he travels so much and he ends up buying these amazing beautiful exotic percussion instruments which he plays with but uh you know but in his privacy you know not uh, not on an album he's never recorded them on an album so that is why it became like a 6 or 7 month collaboration between both of us where we spoke to each other every day um uh, sent multiple emails to each other every day and we wrapped up the album what it was like during all of the multiple emails and communicating on text messages like during a pandemic give me and our listeners and viewers an idea of what it's like when grammy award winners during a pandemic who cannot physically be together produce a beautiful album that will change the hearts of souls like what was it like in a day when you guys felt like you produced something magical so i've been used to working with people remotely uh, even before the pandemic because i collaborate with musicians all over the world so most of the time i cannot travel to where they are and it's also not good for the environment to travel that much so uh, so i'm used to doing that but in this case since it was los angeles and india uh, when i would sleep he was awake and when he would sleep i was awake so uh, that was a little difficult to sync because we would spend a uh, it would be a whole day till one of us give each other feedback on what the other person has done so i started syncing my sleep timings to his and uh, that way things got a little easier for us to work with each other uh but the most important thing was about uh, you know mutual respect actually because um i'm uh, i'm a very very young musician uh, in comparison to him uh, with so much of experience doing 50 hollywood scores and numerous uh, performances with orchestras all over the world and of course like you know a massive career with the police and having founded that band um uh, so uh, and selling 75 million copies as you said so now the thing is that uh, he still had Uh, and it was amazing to see how much of respect he had for my uh, thoughts and my ideas and at the same time when he would make a suggestion which i would believe that oh this is not going to work at all um uh, it required a lot of effort on my part to actually put my trust in him and i would do that each and every time i would put my absolute faith and trust in him that you know he's got the experience he knows what he's talking about and maybe not immediately but a week later or two weeks later i would realize that oh my god imagine if he had gone my way you know it would have been horrible because what he said was absolutely correct now that i can look at things objectively and this happened each and every time he made a suggestion um yeah, well, you know, and that was amazing that's what happens when you work with legends 
You know, yes. when you work with legends, they just have it re rewired in them, the experience of what what's going to work, you know, what's good. And I think what you just shared, Ricky, is really powerful that you had put your trust in him. And one of the virtues in the world that is lacking so much is trust. And the fact that we don't trust one another is a clear indication of us struggling with even our own self-trust. So kudos to you to, to put trust in that. And how did you all come up with the title Divine Tides? I personally love the title because it has divine in it. But how did you come up with it? What was the genesis of it? So that is uh, another example of me putting my trust in Stuart Copeland. So I had a completely different name and a completely different title that I was completely sold on. And I felt that this has to be the title. So I created a, a cover artwork and I showed it to Stuart. And Stuart said that, no, the title that we have currently is a little too straightforward. Uh, let's do something which is more in-depth, in tune with the album and uh, about the themes of the album and also sufficiently open for interpretation uh, since it's an instrumental album. So it needs to be open for interpretation simply because there are no lyrics in the album. So uh, people need to, uh, the album needs to be visually evocative and at the same time, it needs to be uh, thematically evocative. So uh, we, had an, uh, we had a track on the album called Divine Cast. Okay, it was about the creation of uh, a statue of a, of a deity statue. Um, so basically, the whole video, the, the whole music video is about uh, this 2000 year old tradition in Tamil Nadu in India, um, uh, where they create uh, uh, where they create statues of deities with the lost wax technique and using sand from a riverbed. So, uh, so we had filmed this beautiful music video and he loved the title divine cast. And even I, so I thought that, all right, let's uh, remove that title from the name of the song and make it the album title. But then I realized that there is a problem with that particular title because people may misinterpret it as divine caste, as in the caste system in India. You know that. Uh, uh, so then I explained this to Stuart and I told him that, oh, this could be a problem because even though the spelling is different of, you know, a statue caste and, uh, you know, and uh, the caste system, uh, this may be misinterpreted when people are talking about it verbally. And he agreed with me. And then he said, that, all right, let's call it Divine Tides. And I did not like the title, but it took me about a week and it sort of dawned on me that this is such a beautiful title because it talks about the cyclical nature of, um, of life and of nature and of, um, you know, and of the environment and of the situation that we are in right now. Uh, and uh, divine is such a huge word that you can pretty much write a book on the meaning of divine. So uh, that's the reason why I just fell in love with the title and now I absolutely love it. You change it from cast because it could definitely create a lot of unnecessary conversations. So is there a favorite track on the album that when you listen to it, you find yourself playing that track over and over and over again? You know, there's always one track that you just keep going, oh, I love this. It does something to your spirit. Which one is it? So I agree with you that there is always one song that you end up repeat, repeating again and again, and becomes a favorite track. So I do have that, but it keeps changing every week. So, <laughs> so every week I've got a different preference. So right now my preference is with the first song on the album, which is going to be uh, launched. It's going to be launched on, uh, um, in, in the beginning of July and uh, with the music video, it's a song called Himalayas. So it's a song which is inspired by the Himalayas and uh, uh, it's a song that is uh, quite close to me because uh, uh, the, the, the melody, the main melody in the song is something that is basically the first piece of music that I wrote for the album. 
So the unique launch uh, format that you guys have come up with is that every song in the album will feature an accompanying music video. And I think the official or the original launch will be on July 7th. Correct. So uh, we've got uh, we've got eight music videos and we're going to be releasing the music videos uh, two weeks apart so that each music video has its own space and its own time to uh, to be heard and watched. So the first one is going to be released on July 7th and then then and so forth till the end of September. So it kind of builds the energy of the album just builds and everybody gets to um, receive it one at a time. So where will people be able to hear the album? Because nowadays nobody really buys CDs anymore. So we do have CDs, but a limited number, but at the same time, people will be able to listen to the album on all the regular streaming platforms like Tidal and Spotify and iTunes, Amazon, all those various places. And also, uh, the website for the album is called divine tides music. Uh, so that particular website will be constantly updated with new releases and new videos and small interview snippets and, you know, and uh, things that Stuart has to say about the album, things that I have to say about the album. So it's going to be quite comprehensive, that particular website. Well, the word spirituality, each person has a different interpretation of it. Some people think you're kind of living out in the Himalayas with one little cup, having your hot water. And then some people think it's just everything that you do is spiritual. And I heard that Stuart was really having some spiritual experiences while he was producing this album with you. Can you share with us maybe what you pulled out of this album? Like there seems to be a spiritual ambiance to it that that goes deep into your divinity as a person. Any so thoughts the, about that? So the thing about the word divine itself, I'll, uh, I'll address that. Uh, uh, the reason why I love the word divine is basically because uh, of a particular quote that Mahatma Gandhi had said. So there is this, uh, in Hinduism, there is this mantra known as the Isha Vasyam Idam mantra. And uh, Mahatma Gandhi, while he was alive, he had translated this Isha Vasyam Idam mantra into English. And that's the only translation that is available today. And the translation literally says that there is the divine in every single atom of this universe, whether that atom goes on to building something that is animate or inanimate. And that I thought was beautiful. And uh, I remember the first time when I heard that translation, I felt that this has to be the basis of, of pretty much all the music that I do, uh, because it's such a beautiful thought. And uh, because it's not just about uh, divinity and, uh, and living in coexistence with all living species, but also that is all life, not just humans, but all life, but also the land we walk on, the air we breathe and, you know, the, uh, the water we drink and all the elements of nature. So that is about uh, divinity and about spirituality. Yes. Uh, Stuart had told me many times. In fact, once he actually told me this, that, uh, you know, this music is so beautiful that even a crusty soul like me, uh, uh, I'm moved to tears uh, when I listen to this music. And uh, that is something that cannot be explained. Like when I first listened to Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan, Ustad Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan, the Pakistani Sufi singer, I remember I listened to him first when I was in the sixth grade. So I was quite small. I could not understand the various genres and the various uh, styles of music. But I remember listening to this one song of his and I was moved to tears and I could not understand what I was feeling because um, I was listening to that beautiful divine voice and uh, it wasn't like I was feeling sad. It wasn't like I was feeling happy. There was just an overwhelming feeling that came about on me and I, I was moved to tears. And that is when I decided that I'm going to become a professional musician because I want to have this effect on other people. And uh, so I believe that Stuart Copeland had a similar feeling, not with, not just with my music, but uh, when he put his music onto my music, 
the overall uh, collaborative music that came about it that was what was giving him that emotion Ricky your music does have that impact I remembered when I listened to one of your older albums I think it was some Sara and Marla had told me about that album and I played it in the morning and I was like who is this artist I'd never heard of him and I played it and I played it and I played it and I played it and I think whatever God's plan is for you the light of God's energy flowing through you it's definitely being revealed in your music is there anything particular that has stood out for you um during this particular time that the world has gone through in terms of change has there been any deep realizations that you might like say wow you know this is a gift as a result of this pandemic um it's uh, difficult to say actually because uh, uh the pandemic has been uh, hugely uh impactful in india in terms of uh, like you know it's uh, it, it's been it's been quite devastating in india so it's very difficult to find a silver lining uh, to be honest because uh, uh, and that's the reason why when i talk to people i even if i do find a, a small hint of a silver lining i don't talk about it much especially to the press and you know on television interviews and things like that because uh, a part of me feels that you know i'm being disrespectful to the thousands and thousands of people who have lost dear ones uh you know because a person who's probably lost a dear one does not want to hear that you know again this is my thoughts i might be completely wrong and i'm still finding my way to understanding this pandemic uh but i feel that it uh, you know a person who's lost a dear one like uh, like a spouse or a parent or a child would probably not want to hear stuff like you know oh this pandemic has brought uh this good thing or that good thing or whatever people just want solidarity and they want uh, they want to mourn their loss and they want you also to understand that things have been bad and you know there's been some some amount again i'm just speaking my mind out i probably am not making any sense but uh, but the thing is that uh, uh, you know so uh, i'm sense. struggling no, you're making yeah. a lot of sense because what you're communicating to me and to all of us now is that you are still processing what all of yes. this has actually meant and this is just me now adding to it and maybe maybe your music especially this album will be al- the album that can give comfort i'm hoping for that really yeah i'm i'm really hoping for that uh, uh because uh, you know and if i have to go down a slightly more uh uh, uh you know thought uh, thought provoking you know way uh, the thing is that uh, uh, hollywood movies have always told us in the past uh, that you know that if there is a common threat that you know that uh, befalls our planet like an alien invasion or something like that then you know the whole world will stand together beyond borders and you know try to combat that threat and you know and all of us will stand together and as as you know as one planet but unfortunately by and large uh, and uh, it really pains me to say this but that hasn't happened in a large way especially with this pandemic where you know divides have gotten deeper in many ways and you know and uh, uh, enmities between countries and you know and the divides between uh, different political thoughts have actually gone wider and uh, and more further and further uh, which is actually uh, quite hurtful uh, because we have to figure out where are we going as a species you know because if we have a common threat then the most obvious thing is that we have to work together because especially with this virus where um, you know the only way for us to survive this virus is if everybody survives and if everybody is is disease free so we need to work together and nations need to work together so i'm hoping that you know that uh, we take baby steps and achieve that uh, path of like you know working together um, and 
if i may add to that like you know when you look at music itself uh like especially orchestral music i've always believed that and that's why i i'm always going to be a musician that music can really show the way even as an example because if you look at an orchestra like a symphony orchestra uh, a symphony orchestra has got violins which is sort of like a soft instrument so uh, you know uh, it's a soft instrument and then you have cellos which is slightly louder then you've got timpanis which are super loud you've got tubas which can almost cause deafness if you are like you know in the same room if you are in a small room with a tuba you've got the harp which is really soft then you've got uh, bassoons and trombones which are really loud now a violin is never trying to be a trombone a timpani is never trying to be a harp a harp is never trying to be a, pi a piano all of them have got the unique personalities but when all of them play together they sound like one you know they sound like a single orchestra and a single beautiful unit and nobody's trying to be each other everybody's retaining their personalities but somehow everything's working together so that is the best example because whenever i look at an orchestra playing um, you know when i'm conducting an orchestra or when i'm recording an orchestra i feel that wow why can't the world be like this you know where everybody maintains their own personalities nobody's trying to be one another but somehow you know everything's working <laughs> music will definitely add to that vision because see every instrument knows how to stay in their lane and i think as human beings we want to get into other people's lanes and it just gets so complex but that's just the way of the world right now look you are a treasure and you know i've had the fortune of working with you too in the past and you're generous by nature your creativity is out the roof um you're practical you're grounded. We wish you all the best in this album, Divine Tides, and may it really be a game changer where the whole world will hear it and just say, yeah, I, I feel like I'm not only harmonized within my own spirit, but I'm now willing to harmonize with others. So congratulations to you and Stuart, and congratulations for all the work that you're doing. Thank you for joining us on air today. Thank you so much for having me. Always an honor to <laughs> to catch up with you. Yeah, same here, same here. All right, everyone. I think you've gotten a little bit of a taste of what Divine Tides will offer because you definitely got an idea of the spirit and the energy behind it. You know, a lot of things that I invest in isn't necessarily the product of something, but it was the mindset, the energy of the people behind the product that has really been a very, very big help. So I invite you all to look for it at divinetides.com. And if you've got any questions or thoughts, feel free to drop us a DM and let me know what you're thinking. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I'm suspecting that we're actually here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Thanks again for joining us. All the very best.